Hello. Hello. We are back with another week and the final week of Colton's Bachelor season. Woo. This will be a two-in-one episode for both parts of the finale. Monday and Tuesday. We are the Rosettes and we are the only mother-daughter Bachelor podcast. As far as we know. And we are super excited to recap this episode. Oh, um, but it's the finale. It's our last big hurrah. Yeah, but also, I got homework and stuff. I know. It's time for a break. Get, not real. Not a real break. Not, a long break. not for me. It's, it's only like it's only like eight weeks, seven or eight weeks until the Bachelorette starts. Yeah, it's starting it on really May thirteenth. Yeah. And um, usually it doesn't start until like the end of May. Yeah. And um, they're cranking it out. So yes, the Bachelorette, yeah. pot, um, whatever debut, opening night limo thing is, I believe, May thirteenth. Yeah. Um, and on May sixth, they're having like a retrospective of the last fourteen Bachelorettes. But we're not going to do a recap of that because we don't, unless there's something like it's a recap super. Of the past. Yeah, unless there's some important thing that happens. Maybe we can combine it into the first. Or we could do podcast that we do. Or we could do it when we are part of the cast preview. Review the cast. Yeah, that's yeah. Really a good idea. We'll so, just merge it into one of the other ones we do. Heck yeah! Speaking of cast preview, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but on Facebook today, the Bachelorette page revealed pictures of all of the gentlemen who will be contestants on the next all season. All the dudes, and I have to say, we'll get into this when we actually have this episode where we talk about it. But I'm very disappointed. Give them a break. The The cast pictures are always terrible. Yeah, but also, they all have square heads. Well, maybe she likes square heads. Okay, maybe she likes square heads. But, but with The Bachelorette, they have to cast, you know, they don't decide until the very, very, very last minute, right? And so they can't really Yeah, cast. but last year they got Joe and Blake and Wills. I know. And Colton. But my point is they're not casting to her taste I don't think because they have to decide before they pick who it is so yeah they all look kind of vanilla they're soup boring even Anyways. the men of color look kind of vanilla they all just kind of look sort of but yeah. let's give them a chance Except there's one there's one uh dude who's super hot which one do you remember his name uh, no I, I didn't look at the names I didn't think that in depth about it because I was actually studying for midterms oh go you thank you but I was like study break time to look at the fellas okay well I think I know the one you're talking about I think his name is Mateo that's gonna be my guess is the one you think is hot I think Mateo's one there's two that I think are hot Mateo's one of them and um I don't know the other guys all right Mateo does sound familiar though we will review and get back to (laughs) this very important breaking I guess mom knows my type or whatever (laughs) but um yeah so Let's hop into this finale. It's way longer than it really needs to be. Yeah, they could have done it one night, three hours, easily. And still brought on, like, announced the Bachelorette and yeah. did the Bachelorette bit. Yeah, absolutely. It's I don't care. I mean, okay, it was nice to see Hannah G talk, but we'll get to that. But yeah. everything else, I was like, ugh. Air supply? <laughs> that was pretty funny, though. I'm happy well, they had that. Okay. The, the, the good thing about that was I woke up on Wednesday morning trying to watch the whole thing, but I didn't wake up fast enough to watch, or early enough to watch all of it. So I was so thrilled that I could fast forward through Air Supply. I was like, yes, I'm going to make it before I have to go to work. Fast forward through Air Supply. 
Not that I, I mean, I have nothing against Air Supply. Wait, so you missed that whole section? I didn't watch Air Supply. It was hilarious. Oh, we'll have to fill, you'll have to fill me in when we get there. Okay, so. I wanted to get to Bachelor. Now we're going back to Portugal, though. Okay. So we're in Portugal. Back in woo, 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 back in time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Colton ran away, and they're like, oh my god, we lost him. What are uh, we going to do? Yeah. It opens with the live stage, but then Chris gives us a flashback to Colton's Lost in the Portuguese Wilderness. Yeah. And, you know, they're doing the thing where, flashback, the dogs are barking, and Chris goes, oh, look, dogs barking. That's probably him. (laughs) Which, like, we all know that when Colton cries, he probably sounds like a barking dog. (laughs) Like, because he loves dogs so much. But he's, okay, so he's running away, he's and they're running like, away. oh, we lost him, this is bad, this is a lawsuit waiting to happen. And uh, some of them yes. are, some of them are in cars trying to find him, but Chris is, Chris Harrison's just jogging along the road. Yeah, and, like, and why he's Chris... shielding the moonlight yeah. from his eyes still. I'm like, why doesn't Chris Harrison get to get in a car? He's like the star. <laughs> and there's, at one point, <laughs> Chris Harrison's on the phone with probably the big, like, top L.A. honchos. Like, yeah. Yeah. Bachelor producer people. Like, the top, top ones. And he's on the phone with with them, telling them what's happening. And then he, like, pulls out his other phone. (laughs) And checks. He's like, oh, yeah, he's been away for, like, an hour now. Or whatever. (laughs) He has a total of three phones that I counted throughout the process. And so he's. He's got Mike Fleiss on one phone and Bob Iger on another phone and Colton's mom on another phone. <laughs> and then yeah. he's, I don't know, texting Lauren Zima on his <laughs> other phone. <laughs> but Just, We don't really know who he was talking to, but everyone was in a panic and a ruckus and trying to find Colton. So then uh, they finally find Eventually him. Eventually they find him walking along the road. They... they uh, is it, do, does Chris talk to him first? No, I think one of the produce. I think one of the female producers talks to him. Are you okay? He's like, no, get away from me. He's like walking with his back to the camera. Get away! I don't want to talk to him. Don't touch me. Mm-hmm. And at first, he's very unreceptive, but eventually, you know, Chris catches up with him, and they're walking. Chris kind of talks him down. Says, you know, what do you want to do? I'm done. I'm done with this effing thing. And finally, and like we finally see Chris Harrison actually do his job. Right. And this is probably what he does the whole time. He's probably always there being a mediator. Mm-hmm. And we're just not seeing it. And now we're seeing him in action. Mm-hmm. And he's like, are you done done? And Colton's like, yes. And he's like, okay, so what do we do next? Well, like, he says, well, let's. why don't we go back to the hotel? We don't want to walk back to the hotel. Let's get in the car. Mm-hmm. And Colton's starting to come down from his, you know, crazy, you know. Meltdown. Yeah. Understandably. Yeah. Well, Um, and the whole reason, and we talked about this last episode too, I think the reasoning behind his meltdown is less because of being dumped, even though it, it, that is what triggered it. Yeah. It's part that, but. I think it's mostly about the fact that all these people that he'd grown to trust, and he really thought that this journey was about him and him being happy. Like, he really realized that they a lot of these people don't care about that. and that it, They betrayed him. Yeah. People he trusted betrayed him by sending Cassie's dad to Portugal. And mm-hmm. we saw that play out when he found out about it and looked them looked away from Cassie and at the, everybody behind the camera like, what the heck? And, um, yeah, 
again, he realized he was not the guy in charge, the bachelor. He was just one of their experimental little lab rats in the labyrinth, you know, mm -hmm. part of their experiment. Yeah. And that pushed him over the fence. <laughs> um, but, yeah. But so eventually he realizes. And he eventually comes to the conclusion that he has got to dump the other two girls because he doesn't want to, like, choose one of them knowing that he his feelings for Cassie are stronger. Because that wouldn't be fair to anyone. And it's a fascinating couple of conversations he has with Chris Harrison. Um, after they get back to the hotel, the next morning Chris comes to visit him again, and Chris kind of tries to push him in the direction of choosing one of the other girls. Mm -hmm. He's like, you know, you have two other girls here. He's like, did you ever think about the fact that Cassie just might not be that into you? Yeah, that was a great line, right? Yeah, like he literally said that. I was just flummoxed by the whole thing because, you know, Colton seriously thinks after all of this, he says, well, I think the reason that she left is because you know, the, the other two girls. So if I break up with the other two girls, she'll come back. And Chris Harrison skeptically kind of looks at him, yeah, and says that. Mm -hmm. You think maybe she's just not that into you? He's like, no, no, no. I have a really good gut about these things. Poor baby. And I'm thinking, really? Really, Colton? All right. Because there's no indication from anything that's happened that she <clears throat> wants him if he dumps the other girls. Mm -hmm. Like zero indication. So I just don't know where he got that. Maybe there was stuff that happened that we didn't see that made him legitimately think that. But anyway. Yeah. Um, anywho. So after that conversation with Chris, he decides to dump the girls. First on the list is Tasha. Um, so he goes to Tasha's cute little, like, sweet thing mm -hmm. that she's staying at. And... She's super excited to see She's him. She's excited to see him. She looks lovely. Um, Did you like her little robe thing that she was wearing? Not enough to remember it. Oh, it was really pretty. It was kind of animal striped. But You're just of, in love with her. I know. I, I think she's just so pretty. Yeah. Anyways. She's still a liar. Anyways. <laughs> um, he dumps her and she's like crying and she's like can we not be in front of all these people yeah well it's funny that he asks her to speak outside to start with you know that leads me to think that she really wasn't expecting him like that was real because otherwise there would have been camera people in her room uh-huh you know so yeah so they speak outside and she has to go back inside because she realizes this is a really awkward situation but the audio is still on. The audio is still on. But you, okay, you think it's because it's such an awkward situation. She's smart. I think she's trying to communicate with him in a way that's not verbally, so. And maybe I, it's just because I already think she's so oh, dishonest. Oh, okay. I already told you this. Okay. Well, tell me more. I think she didn't. I think she she wanted to bring him inside so she could verbally. Non-verbally. -verb, non non-verbally communicate with him. About the breakup and about right. what was happening and stuff. That would make sense because she's pretty smart. Yeah. Um, I already told you I thought you thought that happened. You Sorry. don't listen to me. There's so much stuff going on. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> um, 
so they talk in the room, and she's just, like, super, super crying a lot, and then she uh, leaves, and she only and has, he, like, two purses, and I'm like, yeah, that was weird, huh? Well, he cries, too. The, the thing I took from that was you could hear him crying, too, and just the audio part. Weirdly, she starts to comfort him. You know, she mm-hmm. says, it'll be okay. You know, stop shaking. And that's it's another okay. thing. I think she probably said something, like, that non-verbally. Made, that made him cry? Yeah. Uh, well, maybe. And it probably had, like, she probably had, like, a Love Actually, like, billboard <laughs> thing. And she was like, you're going to be a virgin forever. You suck. I hate you. <laughs> yeah. Cassie hates you, too. <laughs> You'll never know Hannah G ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so... So she takes off with her minimal baggage. Mm-hmm. I mean, minimal physical baggage. Mm-hmm. Probably lots of other emotional baggage. Mm, perhaps, perhaps. Um, so then Colton's like, okay, well, that's done. And then goes back to the live studio audience, and they bring Tasha out. She's super pretty. She looks gorgeous. Her dress... Oh, yeah. Her dress is gorgeous, and I know you love this dress. I love it. She's but I thought it was too formal for uh, an after-the-final-rose segment. But is it too formal to face the guy that dumped you and say, hey, look what you, you know, lost out on? I don't think so. Maybe not, but it, and it was a super pretty dress, but those she, the, the outfits for those things are usually, like, cocktail attire. It's, like, usually cocktail. Oh, it was so pretty. It was really pretty. I'm not saying it wasn't pretty. I'm just saying I don't know if it was appropriate for the She um, gets my sparkle squad for Monday night for sure. I thought she looked flawless and gorgeous. And she... Go ahead. I didn't pick a sparkle squad for Monday night. Mm, She was so pretty. And she comported herself very well. Mm -hmm. I know you hate her. I don't hate her. I just think she's dishonest, and I don't think that she's as wonderful as you think she is. I think she's super pretty, and I think she's super poised. poised. More poised than either of the pageant girls, weirdly enough, I think. Yeah. And I think she's um, intelligent, but I don't think she's honest, and I don't think that... Um, I think she cares about Colton, but I don't think she loves him to the extent that she let on. And her After the Final Rose segment kind of... Um, made me more confident in that because she she didn't seem all that broken up she was so flat about the whole thing that it didn't seem like she really cared like but she wanted to not she wanted to appear sad but she was kind of just not she was ready for it to be over kind of um Yeah, she was really classy. She basically said she really cherished her time with him and that she wouldn't, you know, she wouldn't give up any of those opportunities that it made her a better woman. And despite the fact that they had their differences and they broke up, that she regards him in high esteem. So it was very polished, very classy. Who knows how sincere it was. But I think we can at least give her polished and classy. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that's and pretty dress and pretty dress. She's gonna be a hot commodity on uh, Paradise. Yeah, yeah, she will be. I still think she's like a liar, though. Well, yeah, I don't know. We, I, I think that you overreact to her, and you think I overreact to Cassie. So I don't. I'm not. I don't hate her to the extent that you hate Cassie, like so unnecessarily. I. (laughs) 
I'm back and forth on Cassie. I I can't. No, just... you're not. You're all no, forth now. There's no. No. So let me explain that. Well, we'll get oh, there, we'll but get... just really briefly, she's either really manipulative and terrible, or really like shallow and dumb. It's one well, or the other. There's no reason we'll to get hate to that. We can't hate. There's no reason to hate shallow and dumb, but manipulative is another thing to really dislike. Anyway, we'll get there. We'll get there, but. I and I've said it before, but Taisha literally was in a relationship before the show started, um, and she didn't tell Colton about it at all. From at least from what all right, we well, saw, that's a fair observation. And so, I would want to know that if she knew she was coming on the show and was still in a relationship before being on the show, and just ended it right when she got there. Even if she did end up liking him, that's something that I would. As The Bachelor, I think I would want to know. Also, she, the whole Kaylin and Cassie not being ready drama, she was dishonest about her intentions in that and was dishonest in in what she did and didn't contribute to all that. And the week before, she was throwing other people under the, not throwing other people under the bus, but she was like smack talking people throughout the date on their relationships with him. Like, oh my God, she's not here for the right reasons after her. Well, that was still part of the same whole Cassie and Kaylin drama, I think. But yeah, I see what you're saying. She presented hearsay as though they were facts. So, yeah, I get that. Yeah. That's pretty iffy. But compared to a lot of, you know, most of the other girls that went that far, I don't know. You know, a lot of them had so A lot issues. of them were... I think the only other one that was super dishonest was Kaylin. I think everyone else, as they weren't, I don't think they were being dishonest. I think they were just immature and not ready. Well, yeah, okay, we'll talk about that. I think Cassie's very troublesome in many ways, but not necessarily dishonest. Yeah, it's, that's the thing. Um, Would you rather have... The only blame- I mean, and they all know, they, they know that she's immature and the way she is, and that's fine, but a lot... That's what's different about dishonesty is these people don't know that they're dishonest. And that I think that's probably what makes a big difference. I, I think the jury's out on Cassie, but we'll get there. Really, the only blameless one, I, at least from, from what we've shown, been shown by the producers, is Hannah G. Mm-hmm. She's the only one that's squeaky clean. And God love her. She's really great. And mm-hmm. she does, she, we'll talk about it later, but she's really amazing tonight. All right, back to where we were. Let's go back to the timeline. Okay? Yeah. Okay. All right, so what's her face? Tasha's on her way home. Um, we already said that. Oh, yeah. And then oh, and then they have their one-on-one in her beautiful dress. Okay. Yeah. And they say goodbye. Then it's time for Hannah G's. Mm-hmm. Breakup. Uh, and this is probably one of the most heartbreaking breakups ever. It, yeah, was it really was so, so sad. It was nighttime, <clears throat> and they show Hannah G journaling. Journaling, and she's talking about how excited she is mm-hmm. for Fantasy Suites and how she's going to tell him that she loves him and how her feelings for him just are so strong. And, and it's, she's just so adorable the way she announces that. She yeah. does these cute things with her hands. And, and she's oh, so, I'm in love. She, it yeah. seems so genuine and so 
Like she's just adorable. Yeah, like she's so excited to be in love with him, and it's and the, so sweet. You know, and from our point of view, it's so tragic because we know he's dumping her yeah because she thinks she's still on the normal bachelor schedule right she's waiting for her fantasy date and she she has no idea that the show has gone haywire yeah and the rest of us are like oh my gosh the show has gone haywire i wish (laughs) i could help you and tell you you know it's just oh it's just you know tragic and it's you know bachelor sort of way yeah and um, she also thinks that he hasn't had any dates yet, which is weird. They don't know the order of the dates. Yeah. That struck me as weird, though. I mean, I get that now. Because they've been there for so many days? Yeah. But But they, she thinks, like, she's the first date. But they also, um, yeah, they, they, uh, he did the dumping all the day after Cassie's thing. Mm-hmm. Um. So like, but it's just weird that she thinks she for some reason she thinks she's the first one. Maybe the producers have led her to think. I don't know why she would think that as well. Yeah. So he knocks on the he door. Pro- she probably thinks that because at this point she thinks that they're that he's going to pick her at the end. Yeah. So he probably wants to save his fantasy suite, like his first fantasy suite for her. But yeah, so he can lose his virginity or whatever there. Mm-hmm. Well, when he knocks on the door, she's super excited to see him. And I don't know why, because whenever The Bachelor knocks on somebody's door, unbidden, it's for no reason, news. it's always bad news, you know, I think. Well, not necessarily. Sometimes he shows up to ask them on dates, but not when it's this far in. Right, right. It's usually when there's a big group of girls left. So, but she's all excited to see him. And she goes, oh my god, I'm so excited to see you. Like, like come here, come here. What are we, like, what's up? What's up? And, you know, while he's breaking up with her, he tells her all these things that are super painful. Yeah, he's like, I'm so sorry. I really thought that it was going to be you at the end. This whole time, this whole journey, I really thought that I'd pick you at the end of all this. She's completely shocked. And, yeah, our connection was so strong, and I, I feel horrible doing this. This isn't the way I wanted it to go. The thing that really broke my heart, she, he tells her that she made him a better man. And she says, yep, that's what I do. I make people better, then they leave. I know, that part broke it my heart, broke too. My heart. And it was so sad. And he tells her you don't deserve to be anyone's backup plan, you know. And it's just, it's incredibly sad. Because she really thought she was going to win. She truly believed, after all these things he told her, that she was going to win the thing. Because he really led her to believe that. Yeah, and she she just goes, I don't understand. Like, this, this is awful. Like, I can't believe you did this to me. Like, what about everything we actually experienced? So, yeah, that was all super sad. And um, after after he leaves her room, he's... He breaks down, right? He's, like, crying in the hallway. He doubts himself and his decision. He's like, I don't know if I'm throwing away the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah, he's he's basically like, oh, I could be throwing away a sure thing that I know makes me happy and I know would work out. 
for something that I'm not so sure of because I like am in love with that may her. never happen. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't know if he's going to get her back at all. And yeah, he should be worried. Yeah, <laughs> to be the truth. And yeah, so I then, just feel so bad for her. she didn't get her fantasy suite or any screen. And time. She's the one that talked about the fantasy suite the most. She was so excited, and. You know, after all that, she just got like so, so little screen time, and it just, it just. She didn't even get to go see Portugal, and I know. Well, she and she was the, and again, she was the most blameless one. She didn't Mm -hmm. do anything wrong, and she got screwed worse. You know, (sighs) I don't know why she was not a leading contender for Bachelorette, because yeah, she would have been a way better Bachelorette. That being said, it's going to be a really fun season. Really easy season to make fun of. I sort of wonder if when some when they were like typing out the Bachelorette decision, there's a typo. Yeah, like somebody made, <laughs> like it was supposed to be Hannah G, and then somebody accidentally pushed the B key. <laughs> the B is right below the G. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. We figured out the whole thing. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, I'm so sorry, Hannah G. You know what? Go to Paradise and marry Blake. That's going to be better for her in the long run, honestly. After seeing this group of guys, give them them a chance. (laughs) Okay. Hannah G, we love you. You go, girl. Get Blake and be happy. Have a lot of beautiful babies. Beautiful, tall, cry babies. (laughs) Um... So, yeah, then it's the After the Final Rose segment with her, yeah, and she's back really studio. upset still. Yeah, she looks gorgeous, too, in her emerald Oh, dress. yeah, that shit. If I had to pick a sparkle spot, I'd probably pick hers. I thought Beautiful she looked amazing. And her earrings were so Oh, I loved pretty. her earrings. They're like little chandelier hangy, glittery. Yeah, yeah. and she... Both of them wore, if you haven't seen it, both of them wore one-shoulder dresses. Both she and Tasha had the one-shoulder things going on. And... Bachelorette on the next episode. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so that must be a thing. Yeah. Um, and Hannah G's still really upset, and she goes, like, like, I just want closure because I'm even more upset now that I've rewatched the show than I was initially because... As she should be. Yeah, and she's like, because when I had left, I didn't know or understand your relationships with the other girls I didn't I thought maybe there was a person that you had just a stronger connection with but looking back and watching all of it I know that we had the strongest connection so I'm just confused as to why this would happen this way and let's take note that when during the breakups both Tasha and Hannah G Colton told them that he was in love with Cassie. Yeah. So they knew in that moment, but they didn't know the whole story. Yeah. And his his go-to line was, I can't be in love with two people. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, so Chris Harrison asks her if she's still in love with Colton before Colton comes out, and she says no. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um... And he comes out with his stupid haircut. We haven't talked about his haircut yet. Oh, yeah. The minute he comes out, I told mom, I was like, his hair, his stupid new haircut looks just like, like a surfer. Like he just got out of the ocean. Like he's been surfing. Mm. So that was my first clue that I was like, oh, he's ending up with Cassie for sure. 
Because <laughs> so it looked like a duck bill. It was a really stupid haircut. <laughs> did you see the meme where it was like Colton goes to the barber and he's? <laughs> did you see this one? The one where he looks like Cassie's dad. <laughs> yeah, he's like. Uh, the barber's like, so, uh, Colton, what do you want? And he's like, oh, I want to look like Cassie's dad. <laughs> and then it's just pictures of them side by side. And it's the same haircut. Well, he had a couple different bad haircuts during all the live things. They were all bad. During Women Tell All and Monday Night and Tuesday Night, they were all bad. I don't know what was going on there. <laughs> so funny. But. He's still really handsome. He looked great, but. He's such no. a nice guy. Yeah, well, I love, I love Colton. But yeah. Uh, basically, oh, one other thing she said, I don't know, I think it was before Colton came out, that people that were watching the show during the season would see her in the grocery store around town yeah, and say, sad. congratulations, I'm so glad you won. I hope you have your ring. Do you have your ring? Can I see it? Yeah. And stuff. And she had to act happy and like, it was, you know, and she, you know, just so sad. Yeah, it it was just really, really, really sad. And Congratulating she, her. She seemed the most genuinely heartbroken out of anyone we've seen in a really long time. Aside from the fact that, you know, Becca got engaged and then dumped. Like, yeah. If you take just contestants being dumped, like, in a, like, in-show way. Like, yeah, it was brutal. I think we got the answer with that keystroke thing on the... I think so, too. We're she should have been the bachelorette. <laughs> we're geniuses. Um, that being said, I do like Hannah B now. Oh, I do, too. I think she's going to be a hoot. Um, um, so Hannah, when Colton comes out, Hannah G asks her, you know, why didn't, why didn't you just give me that last date? You know, give me one more chance. Valid question. And his answers are vague. You know, just like he was with Kalen last week. It's just like, uh, blah, 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 blah. you know, <laughs> he doesn't have anything to say. And Hannah, Hannah G tells him, obviously it's Hannah G. I don't have to keep saying that. Um, what you did to me is what Cassie did to you. And I'm thinking, go, Hannah, go. Keep going. You know, mm-hmm. she's much tougher on him than Tasha was. Yeah. And I'm feeling good about it. And that. I think that's because she had her... And I know you're not going to like this, but I think it's because Hannah G's feelings are more genuine. Well, okay, no, I don't have a problem with that. I think that, um, I think when you, not not everyone, but I think it's a common thing for people when they are, feel super strongly towards someone and then get hurt by them to be harsh back, like, mm-hmm. as a, like, Oh, absolutely. Protective. It's a self-preservation thing, right? Yeah. Um... So I think that's what she was doing, and I think that kind of shows that she really is, probably did have the strongest feelings for him out of anyone there. Well, what I wrote in my notes, I said, she's mad, and that's good. She is the most honest of all of the dumpies all season. Mm-hmm. She's the, because so many of the breakups were sort of amicable, like, you know, Heather leaves with, bye, on the train. They were all just self-eviction. So many self-evictions. Literally half of the... And even the ones that got Last dumped, ten were yeah. self-evicted. And even the ones that got dumped at, at the rose ceremony or whatever, like, okay, good luck, bye. You know, yeah. hers was truly the most heartfelt of all of them. Yeah. So that indicates to me... Hannah's was pretty sad, too. But I think it was more sad because she... Hannah B's? Yeah. Because she had, like, met his family. Yeah, yeah. She was pissed. Yeah, she was more pissed than anything else. Like yeah. He, she, he would make her... I mean, well, there's two schools of thought, too. I mean, you can say Hannah G was 
the most hurt because she felt the most for him. And just give me leeway for a second. I know you don't like Tasha, but you could also say that Tasha comforted him when he broke up with her. And, you know, even though she was getting dumped because she genuinely cared about him. So there's, I think she does care about him. I just don't think she's in love with him. Yeah, no, that's probably true. But anyways, just two schools of thought there. That's all I'm saying. But I was, I, I totally bought what Hannah was, Hannah G was selling me in this moment. Mm -hmm. I really believed that she was crazy about him and it really, really hurt her. Yeah. So at this point, um, Colton has no one. He hunger games the bachelor and he basically was like Katniss in the hunger games where she was like, I'm going to kill myself with these berries. And they're like, no, we need a winner. (laughs) So you guys can both win. Colton was like, well, I'm going to dump everyone, so there's not going to be a winner. Then they're like, oh, no, okay, fine. Oh, Cassie. And they let him cancel everything. And in the long run, he kind of won, which is cool. What? Well, we're getting close to the end of the episode. I just want to say one more important thing that Hannah just said. She said that she told Chris that as far as her romance life goes and the person she wants to end up with she wants someone who'll jump the fence for her yeah the only person tall enough to do that is blake Blake. (laughs) so definitely think she and blake are gonna end up together in paradise now do you remember at the very end of that episode they had the dude panel come out yeah that was weird it was weird wasn't it yeah i don't think anything important happened but but we should mention it yeah, and Blake was one of the dudes there, so maybe yeah. Hannah G and Blake did meet. Because basically, Ooh. what happened to both of them, they both experienced the same breakup. They were both second place, basically, and were told that they thought that their suitor thought they would be the one at the end, and they both were led to believe they would win, quotation marks. Yeah, so they basically had the same experience, just with two different people. Yeah, and they're two both equally nice, nice yeah. equally attractive, equally boring people. <laughs> That's great. So, but the so I think they'd be a good pair. I don't know why they brought out the dude panel, but the dude panel was because they needed to fill two hours. Yeah, for sure. It was Garrett, and I wrote yuck. Boo. Yeah, I wrote yuck next to it. See, yuck. Garrett, yuck. Jason Blake and Ben H. Garrett was probably like, "Hey, he's there's a fence, and he's going over it," <laughs> just like those memes I liked. Um, so dumb. I hate him. He's the worst. He's not even cute. It's nice to see Jason, though. Yeah, Jason's cute. Jason they, keeps trying to make jokes that he thinks is funny that no one else thinks is funny. Well, and I think it's so think cute. It's, some people think it's funny, but not very many people. Yeah. Our little and, banker and it boy. Is, it, is, it is a lot of really smart things. Oh, he's like, a smart guy. They're like, they're, like, really intelligent things, but, like, too intelligent for the type of audience that's actually, like, watching Like this. us. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like so I didn't even know why they had these boys out, but they they these gentlemen out. Um, they basically just said, "Oh, Colton's great for following his heart." Blah blah blah, and that was was that the end of the evening, pretty much. Basically, we see Colton go find Cassie, oh, yeah, and Cassie's like, his... "I'm so excited to go back and see my family," and then um, oh yeah, like oh that's important when she's packing up. Yeah, she says, "I'm so excited to go see my family and go on with my life." She doesn't seem sad or remorseful at all that she's packing up and leaving. 
Yeah. And then and he goes up. and he knocks on the door and it's over. Yeah. To be continued. Ellipses. Yeah. Um. Then next episode. Uh, oh, boy. It shows, um, Colton seeing Cassie and Cassie's like, oh, uh, uh, hey. And then he's like, oh, can I talk to you outside? And she's oh. like. I know. I noted that when he knocks on the door, the door wiggles a lot, like she's having trouble opening it. I just thought that was funny. It's like wiggle, 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 wiggle. <laughs> and when, but and then when she opens the door, she doesn't look like concerned or any. She's like just happy. She's so happy to see him. Like she smiles and hugs him, and it's like weird. You would think in that circumstance, you would be like, oh, tentative. You know, hey, what's up? Well, maybe she missed him. I think she genuinely likes him. I think she just doesn't want... I I believe her when she said she didn't want to be tied down by a relationship. And for that, then she probably came on the show for fame. But I think she genuinely likes him, and that scared her. And that's why she was like, oh, I don't want a relationship. I don't know what I want. I think she genuinely likes him, but I don't think she has any impulse to have a real relationship with him. Okay, anyways. Next. So he takes her out and so outside. He's like, "Listen, I know you're not sure where you stand, but I know where I stand, and I broke up with Tasha and Hannah G yesterday." He says, and "He says the hardest thing I've ever had to do was to watch you walk away." Mm-hmm. And um, and she's like, "Oh, yeah." She's eating all this up. She's like, "Oh yeah. my god, this is so romantic. This is yeah. so sweet." She does this weird thing, like. Whenever she's stressed, she, like, puts her, she, like, holds the bridge of her nose. And then whenever she's happy, she covers her mouth all giggly. Like, when he says, I broke up with the other two girls, she covers her mouth. Like, I don't want to seem like I'm thrilled about that, but I am, you know. Mm-hmm. Her body, like, I noticed a thing. Last year, watching Colton in, on the Bachelor bachelorette and bachelor in paradise we often noticed that he smiled when he was talking to people even during really serious conversations mm-hmm. it's this weird really weird social inadequate response right this weird social response smiling during stressful situations and she does the same thing mm-hmm. they're both sort of have this weird quality about them which maybe makes them a good pair i don't know anyway. yeah and he's like, so it's completely up to you. I want you to know, though, that I'm all in with you. Like, I'm in love with you. I want to pick you. Um, he says he has, there was two women who, who could have given me everything I wanted, but they weren't the person I wanted to be. Yeah. yeah. And um, he was like, so also I jumped over an eight-foot fence when you dumped me because I was upset and I ran into the woods and... I lived with the dog. And she's like, what? She's like, you're crazy. She's like, that's crazy. (laughs) Covering her mouth again like she does. Yeah. And um, then, uh, what? oh, he's like, so do uh, do you want to go to Spain with me to, like, meet my parents? Yes. Well, she had this little monologue about, her feelings and how she doesn't know what feeling blah 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 she said i don't know i wrote this down kind of verbatim i don't know if all the time what you feel is what you should feel (laughs) 
And I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) Just feel, honey. Don't question what you're feeling or why you're feeling. Just feel and then figure it out after you feel. (laughs) I mean, uh, she's like, she's a really messed up in the head girl about her making commitments or feeling or like, yeah, decide making any decision at all. Anyways, that just kind of cracked me up and kind of made me cry at the same time. All right, sorry. <laughs> um, I had a moment like that um, this episode too, but it wasn't then. I don't think like oh, like your life is so sad, but also really funny. Like I cried laugh. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. Well, well maybe you'll remember as we go on. Yeah. But she's like, yeah, I think I would like to meet your family in Spain. Spain, Spain. We're going to Spain. And so they go to Spain. And um, she's like, they're going to go meet his fam. And, and she freaks She's out. super nervous. And like, I think okay, the reason well, she's super nervous is because she knows that this is probably not supposed to be her here right now meeting his family. Well, again, well, another thing I wrote down, she said, she said, being sure of how I feel is really hard for me. This girl's messed up. Well, before she goes to meet the family, Colton goes in and talks to his parents and his, well, his whole family. So Colton goes in, there's like, and they don't know what's happening. Right. The parent, the family doesn't, Colton's family doesn't know what's happening. Colton goes in first before Cassie gets there. It's like this beautiful villa. They're in Mallorca, Spain, and they do a little travel. We didn't mention that. A little travel log of Mallorca. It's an island. It's beautiful. Anyways, so they're all the dad and the stepmom are there, and the mom and the stepdad are there. Mama's name's Donna. I remember. And then Connor and his wife are there. I don't. I think Connor's probably the brother, and the wife is probably the sister-in-law. But I don't know for sure. So they're all there, and Colton strolls in, and the family, he says, family, when he walks in, they're all happy to see each other, which is very heartwarming, and he sits down with them, he says, I have big news, I'm not a virgin anymore, and then, there's a pause, and then, the brother dude goes, see, I told you guys, I knew it, I knew (laughs) this would happen, ha, I win, and then the (laughs) the family's like, Connor nailed it, go Connor, and then, and then the dad goes, uh, that's information I didn't need to hear, and then, then there's a pause, yeah, and then Colton's like, yeah, um, no Connor, you didn't win, because that didn't happen, just kidding, I'm still a virgin, yeah, and he's like, but like, all, all jokes aside, um, I know you were expecting to meet two women today. But you're not. You're just meeting one. I dumped everyone except this one girl who dumped me and made her come meet you guys. So here she is, huh? Yeah. And they're all super concerned. So he goes out to greet Cassie and bring her in. And you can see, but you can also see the dad's face. He's like, oh my God, my son's an idiot. And Donna's too, the moms. Both of Mm -hmm. them were like, what? And so he meets Cassie before she comes in and she's literally shaking she's like shaking and then she starts he says why are your eyes red and she's like i'm just so i'm just so afraid and i guess and she's like she frustrates me so much you know she's basically telling them telling colton i don't like this i don't want to be here i'm not into this i'm not into you i don't think that's what she was saying but i was i think she genuinely was nervous because she knew that she didn't know where she stood as far as wanting a relationship right she knew that he went in there and told her all that told told his family all this 
mm-hmm. and that they were going to probably grill her and give her a hard time. I don't think they grilled her as much as they should have. Yeah, it was still stressful, though. And she, yeah. But to her credit, she was honest with them. Mm-hmm. So she finally gets in there, and she tells mom and dad, you know, no, he's a step ahead of me. I'm not in love with him. I don't know what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. And she always clarifies that she doesn't love him, but she doesn't know she is ready for commitment. Um, and she says, I don't know what I'm ready for, but I feel good right now. Yeah. And basically the family realizes that she's probably not ready for this, but he can make his own decisions, but they don't want him to be hurt. And they tell him, they're like, listen, dude, like, we hate seeing you be hurt. Like last time you got dumped and you were hurt, you were so broken and we didn't know what to do with that. So like, maybe be careful so we don't have to deal with that again. And he's like, no, I trust, I got this. Like, I know my feelings, and I am the kind of person that just falls really hard, really fast, and she's not. She's the kind of person that needs time, and I'm willing to um, take the time that she needs to figure that out. And they're like, okay, whatever, because they kind of realize that he's not going to back down. Well, when Colton talks to his dad, his dad actually cries, and his dad says, you know, I, I know you don't fall in love often, but... You know, when you do, you fall hard and fast. And last time, it was really difficult. You know, I spent a lot of time with you trying to help you through that. And I just don't want to see you go through that again. And then he says, he asks a really interesting question. He says, are you sure you're, you just don't, are you sure you want what you can't have? Is that what this is all about? You just want what you can't have? And Colton's like, no. I love her. She's amazing. And I know she loves me, even though she doesn't love me. You know, he doesn't say it that way, but the whole thing is really suspicious. And you just sad. you just really hate her. I don't like her, but what you the, just... Well, that really happened, though. I know, but no, you, you. I didn't think it was a suspicious situation. I just think that you're tagging it as suspicious because you hate her All so much. All right, maybe suspicious much. is not the right word, but, I mean, she's telling him day after day for three or four days that we're seeing that she's just not wanting this. And he's insisting he's, he's, he, he bullied her into going to meet his family. I don't think he bullied her into it, but he did kind of push her in that, like in that situation. What are you Maybe bully is a harsh word, but yeah, the whole thing was just so awkward and uncomfortable and she didn't want to be there. And he wanted more of her than she was able to give. The whole thing was just icky. Um, well, that, that will, you know, evolve. Uh, but yeah, so then they go on a date, um, and they, yeah, they, what it, even is that called? They're like, have that water bottle clip, but it's like tied them to, to a rope, rope, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, repelling. Well, yeah, repelling. I have one more thing to say about the visit with the family. I thought that was everything. <clears throat> yeah, I'm close. Um, <laughs> It was just, it was a, for me, it was a weird meet the family date. There was no meal. It seemed like it fat, went by really fast. There wasn't a meal. There's never a meal for the. Oh, is there? Is that only when the hometowns? Yeah, because they, the, the, uh, that's only for hometowns. Okay. They usually just have drinks together. It just seemed meeting. really fast. And, you know, usually it's kind of a happy and fun occasion because the, there are two women trying really hard to impress the families. It's usually not a happy and fun situation. There's They usually 
I mean, it's stressful, but it's usually the tone is brighter because the women are trying to be upbeat and impress the families. And this whole just thing just felt so weighted down and sort of heavy and difficult. I mean, you've only seen one other. That's true. Mea culpa. But, yeah. So they rappel on their date down a cliff. Yes. To have a picnic. Have a picnic. And Colton, once again, looks really scared. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why he keeps why doing, keep doing these height dates. Yeah, I mean, my only guess is that maybe they're trying to like take a page out of Tasha's book and like induce a adrenaline-filled date that will make them closer. You know, I think they probably just like hired a new producer that used to like work on Survivor or maybe. something, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it'd be super fun." And romantic to jump out of a plane together. Uh, anyways, so they have a picnic. They make out. And he's like, listen, I'm in love with you. We don't have to be in a relationship. Yada, yada. It's basically the same stuff they've been saying the whole time. And she says, I'm super happy. I love him. Like, this is awesome. And I know that there's a overnight date that could possibly come from this. This is where... Colton asks her, what scares you about being in a relationship with me? And she says, it's not you. It's just relationships. You know, relationships, that's a commitment. I don't like commitments. Commitments are stifling. I had a boyfriend in college, and he was controlling. <laughs> See young once. <laughs> See young once. His name was Kalen. Ironically, rarely. <laughs> Spelled differently, but his name was Kalen. And obviously she's referring to him. Um, she just thinks that she doesn't want to get in another relationship because her last one was controlling and stifling and she can't be herself. She has to just give up her whole self in order to be in a relationship. So she doesn't want to be in a relationship at all. It doesn't have anything to do with Colton. So again, why did you come on this show? But Colton, to his credit, reassures her and says relationship very maturely, says relationships are about compromise and sacrifice. You know, I want you to have your own interests, your hobbies, your circle of friends. You go have your girlfriend weekends. I'll have my boy boyfriend weekends. He doesn't say boyfriend no, and yeah. girlfriend. He says, you have your girl weeks and exactly. my boy weeks. But in the end of the day, but we you come... Know, you know he means boyfriend weeks. <laughs> At the end of the day, we'll come together and we'll share our experiences that we had in our day. And um, she says, you're so cute. And I think that's an important thing to note. And maybe that is... Maybe that is really what she was afraid of. Maybe. And was being if if I haven't seen Young Once, but if her all her prior relationships were with people who were super controlling, then she could associate the um possessiveness with relationships rather than with this particular people. And the fence jump and the kind of pushing her to meet his family and all that, yeah. Like Wait, what? Are you saying he's pushy? I could say, I'm saying that she could interpret his actions of late as being controlling or pushy, even if he's not meaning them to be that way. I don't think he was pushing her to do any of that. I I'm, think... I'm saying she could interpret it that way. Say, you know, How really, could a fence jump be interpreted as pushy? No, no, well, not the fence jump, but the... You know, I sent the other girls home so I could get you. Okay. And... I want. I really, really want you to be my family, even though you're scared. I yeah. Okay. I I can I can 
see that. Not the fence jump, but the uh, things yeah, that were after yeah, that. Yeah. Sorry um, if I, I was summarizing in a dumb way. Yeah, I was like, why? That was him <laughs> running away. That was not him being controlling of anything. You're right, you're right. Um, but, yeah, so they seem to be really happy. They go have their little dinner dinner date, and yeah. he pulls out a, an overnight date card from, where did he pull it from? Underneath the tablecloth? Underneath the placemat. Oh, underneath the placemat. And she was like, oh, you knew that was there, like, the, the whole, whole time? time? And he's like, uh, I had a, I had a feeling. <laughs> okay. And so they go and they have their overnight date. And actually them going. That was the cutest thing ever. Yeah, them going into their overnight date was so adorable. He was like, you guys need to get out of here, leave. Yeah, let's talk about that. It was so cute. Um. In one of her, I, okay, so during the dinner, she makes some sort of comment about how she's all in. I couldn't really understand what she was saying, but that prompts the, the day, you know, the overnight card coming out and in her ITM, she says, it's not every day you feel this kind of love. So like, it's starting to feel more normal. Um, and then when, so they go in the, the fantasy suite and they make out a little bit and then Colton gets up and he walks up. this is my favorite part of the whole episode he walks out of the fantasy suite door and he addresses the producers he says I love you I love you I love all of you there's a door please get out <laughs> and you can hear that the producers kind of gig, kind of laughing, and in the they background. seem to be really happy for him. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that they seem genuinely happy for Colton mm -hmm. makes me feel like maybe Cassie's not so bad. Right, exactly. That's how I feel too. But they start to leave, but then then Cassie they come back. <laughs> they 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 come back to get a final shot of them closing the door before. And it they says uh, no molestar. Yeah, they put a do not disturb outside, <laughs> but in Spain it's, it's it says, no molestar. No molestar, which. which I you guess know. It means do not disturb, but it sounds kind oh, of it means don't bother. Don't bother. Okay, whatever. Yeah, because mol molestar is to bother. Oh. Yeah. And the door closes, and then a couple seconds pass, and Cassie says, wait. Wait, our mics! <laughs> we're still mic'd! <laughs> and then they open the door back up, and they're like, can you guys demic us? <laughs> <laughs> and Which is smart, because usually they get little sound bites of them, like, Making out yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, she was smart. Yeah, she's maybe she's not as dumb as I think she is. And so they take their mics off, and they're all ha they're all giddy. Everybody's just giddy, even the producers. Mm -hmm. And they're all giddy, and you know. And one of the producers says he's this like scruffy old dude with a coat and a camera. He says, "Good luck, guys." <laughs> and he looks so happy. And they show both of them before they close the door, and they both look so happy, and I feel so happy watching all of this. Yeah. It was just, it was just awesome, and uh, it made me feel good. Yeah, that in that moment, that's with that that whole like breaking the fourth wall a little bit, and seeing the producers how happy they were for Colton. I think everyone really genuinely cares about and loves Colton. I think they do. I think the producers are really fond of him. Yeah. Especially so, having almost lost him. Yeah. And so I think that um, seeing that uh, they're happy for him and not, like, bothered by the fact that 
he's with Cassie. I don't think she's that bad. No, that, I mean, I have mixed feelings about her still, but in that moment, I felt really good about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So then when, when they cut back to the studio, um, Chris Harrison makes a comment about... Well, and throughout the whole episode, he keeps talking about Colton's virginity. The virginity. But he makes a comment about the guy. He said, even that's, even our sound guy, Moo Cow, was happy for them. So I think the guy... <laughs> yeah, Moo Cow! Moo Cow! Moo! I mean, Moo. I, I think that's what he said. So apparently this Moo Cow guy Are you sure is... he didn't say Michael? And just said it? No, no I have no idea. Moo-cow? What I heard was Moo Cow. Like, even, the sound, even that last guy who was usually a curmudgeon was really happy for them. And that's what I felt when I watched it. I felt like, that guy is usually a curmudgeon, and he's really happy, so so am I. <laughs> um, and do we see them do their after the final rose bit first, or do we see the next, the morning after? Well, no, the first, the next thing we see is the, vir, I call it, the virginity panel, where they're, they're back in the studio, and Chris Harrison has assembled... Sydney, Onyeka, Demi, Chris, Randall, uh, Jason, oh, and Ben. Yeah. It's like, what are we doing? That was the most random it group was of so people. Random. Why is Onyeka there? No one even likes I her. I know, it's so odd. And basically, uh, Chris You is- know what? I think I think Sydney and Onyeka must be living in LA now or in the SoCal area, so it doesn't cost them anything to ship them there. And mm. Demi, they already have there. Or maybe they're giving them like extra... Paradise audition. I don't know. Obviously, Demi's gold, right? Yeah, now. that's why she was in the center yeah. too. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so they've got the three go- the three girls and the three boys, and Chris is act. He- he's basically Harrison is like asking them, "Do you think he lost his virginity?" Blah blah blah. I'm like, "What the hell is this? Why is, <laughs> why is this necessary? It's so weird." So, and Debbie's line was pretty I inappropriate, know. but well, pretty funny. <laughs> ben talks first. Ben says some drivel I didn't, like, tuned out. And then Chris Harrison asks Demi about it, and Demi says, I hope Cassie jumps on Colton like a Portuguese fence. <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. She's so good. I love her. <laughs> and then Chris Harrison says, well, he did get over that fence rather quickly. Uh-huh. <laughs> So all these innuendos yeah. and metaphors for sex. Onyeka, then she says something, I wrote down, she says something gross and people in the audience go yuck. Yeah, I didn't even get her innuendo. She says something like, "He, I hope he doesn't come up short, which wasn't even funny. Yeah, I don't even get that. But Sydney, oh, Onyeka, Sydney says, it's like the first time and makeup sense, sex all at once. It's going to be great. And then Goose says he and Crystal didn't have sex in their fantasy suite. Even though their whole footage package of them leading up to the fantasy suite was her, like, blindfolding him and, like, <laughs> all these stupid things. Anyway. And Freaking Crystal. Then- I, hate, I Also, this I'm just going to sneak this in real fast. I hate Chris, so I can't even remember his name until Random, Chris yeah, Random, yeah. Until Mom ever mentions his name, when if no one's meant if no one's mentioned his name, I have made myself not know his name because I think he's such a misogynistic and awful person. Yeah, he got a. I mean, at the yeah, he got a bad edit. Maybe he really is that way. 
I want to believe that a lot of these people get really bad edits. What I like about Chris and Crystal is that they were the villains of their season, and they have found each other. I I don't know if they're and they're making each other better. Yeah, in theory. In theory, I hope their love is. <laughs> I think she's probably making him better. I think she really did just get a bad edit. I don't think she's a bad person. I, I yeah, I probably agree. I with think you. he's probably a bad person, and I think she's making it. But better. I think she's a strong and tough enough woman that she wouldn't keep somebody around who was a real dirtbag. You know, I don't know. You can be an accidental dirtbag just by being ignorant. Yeah. Well, like Garrett, for example. Yeah. He's a dirtbag. Ignorant. So maybe Crystal's making Chris better. Maybe Becca's making Garrett better. I don't know. Hopefully. I hope But so. either way, I don't bother to remember either of their names. So, <laughs> and I don't follow them important. on Instagram. So yeah. you're not making money off your ads for me, buddy ruse. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, now, okay. So, let me ask you a question about Instagram. Do the when they post these advertisements, do they get money for every single follower, whether or not the followers like it or buy it or anything? How like it that? works, um how how I think it works is um for if you're an influencer, um you can make a certain amount of money per post you make, um, depending on, um, how many followers you have. So if you have millions of followers, like Selena Gomez, who used to be the most followed person on Instagram, now it's Ariana Grande, she could make, like, I think it was like $500,000 in Instagram posts. Without, something ridiculous. Without, and that, those are without ads too, I think. For, for those high-tier celebrities, those aren't, like, paid partnerships or anything. That's just for them being on Instagram and using it. For influencer-type people, um, it varies from post to post. I've heard. But they, they do get it, – it is, like, tiered depending on how many followers they have. It's not by how many views there are. Or um, it's just by followers, so not like by it. likes or not by purchases. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I heard if you have a million followers, you get about ten thousand dollars per ad. Mm-hmm. That sounds probably accurate. And so that's a lot of money if you make four or five grand a week. Yeah, at Jason, at Caitlin, at Ashley. I <laughs> Ashley. I has a million followers. Ashley. I has more followers than. Rachel Lindsay, or Jared Haybun, whatever you say his name. I love, Ashley's done a good job at being able to. Ashley works her ass off. Yeah, she works really hard to be a personality. Mm-hmm. And she does a lot of things. She doesn't just no, she be an influencer. And she's, she's really good at what she does. Too. Yeah. She, uh, the Jonas Brothers credited her for them getting back together. They said, Aww. yeah, some chick on The Bachelor, like, her career was... Jonas Brothers super fan, and so then she became successful, and we were like, well, maybe we should get back together. <laughs> so. All right. Back anyways, to back to the episode. We're, we just like talking about the past people, because they're so much more interesting than these people. Oh, I don't know. Some of these. This was a really great season, I thought. It was, but that was because it was so unusual, yeah. and I don't think it had anything to do with the cast. All right. Except it's for Demi. 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 All right, well, then we come back from commercial, and we're back to the fantasy suite. Guess what's happening? Guess what Col- Colton's doing? He's 
Showering. Showering. It was the final shower of the, the final season. final shower of the season. So He comes sad. on and he says, oh, I feel like a new man. And he has a sheepish little goofy boyish smile on his face. He seems so happy. He brings Cassie breakfast in bed. He says, we did the best thing for our relationship. But, oh, and when they show him in bed together talking, I can't understand a single word they say. Yeah, I don't know. They were talking. I was eating my delicious popcorn, so I <laughs> missed it. He does say they're on the same page now, and he can't wait to wake up with her over and over. But when they specifically ask him if he lost his virginity, he won't say. Yeah. He has a sheepish, silly yeah, smile like, on his face. A gentleman doesn't kiss and tell. Yeah. And then that's pretty much it, right? Um... Yeah, um, from that, from them in the fantasy suite, then they come out on they the live out. Her outfit is so oh my God. cute! She was absolutely gorgeous. She didn't even look like herself. No, she looked completely different. Like, maybe even she had work done, I don't know. I don't think she had work done, I think she was just wearing makeup. She wore totally different makeup, her hair was totally different. Um, I think they both looked like they were a little fitter, skinnier, maybe, mm-hmm. um, and her outfit, total sparkle squad, 100% is the best she's ever looked. Even white better than the silver outfit. The shiny outfit. Yeah, yeah white jumpsuit, backless, cutouts, super yeah. cute. Oh, gosh, she looked gorgeous. It was awesome. Go her. And, I think and she, it may, she may have looked so good, too, just because she looked happy. Yeah, that's part of it, too. She did look happy. I didn't even look at him. I don't know how he looked because <laughs> she was so radiant, to be, truth, to be truthful. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so they talk and they're like, oh yeah, we're so happy. Like, I, we're so happy we can come out and I wrote down that that was about the outfit she was going to wear when she became the bachelorette. Oh my God. Because I'm bitter and awful. Sorry. She, (laughs) I don't think she would have wanted to be a bachelorette because then she definitely would have had to get engaged. Uh, whatever. She wanted, I don't know what the hell she wanted. I don't think she knew what the she hell she wanted. She didn't know what she wanted. Yeah. No, she just came on the show to get famous and to get followers. That's what she came on the show for. And I think she And then she got a, a boy, a boyfriend. Yeah, I think. I don't know. Anyways, so they're like, yeah, they, we're super happy. They both say they're super in love. They do look happy. They look genuinely happy. And Chris Harrison asked them if they're going to get engaged. And they and said that they've talked about it. And then Colton says, I still need to get so-and-so Randolph's permission though he's like that's the only that's the only thing standing in our way which I don't really believe yeah Chris asks them if they if they're going to move in together if they've moved in together and they say no but they're living close to each other and they're going to be seeing each other every single day and traveling a lot yeah which I think is a good good way to go oh absolutely I think they're actually right being very realistic about I do this too. I- I think a lot of the reasons why a lot of these relationships, or I think the main reason why a lot of these relationships end is because they do get engaged and then move in together and are basically acting like a married couple without actually being married yet. And then they're like, oh, but I don't even know you. They get engaged even before they've watched the season back and then they have to watch their intended, their love, making out with a bunch of other women and it's awkward and weird and the whole thing is just so crazy. Yeah, so I think they're being very good about this. Um... They they show it like 
they show a video of them on their happy couple weekends that they've had mm-hmm. between last <laughs> night. so funny. Between last night and November. And, like, they do yoga and they cook and they... They're, um, during the yoga, you can literally hear Colton's, Colton's hips. Bones like, crack, yeah. Crack. And he's like, oh, my hips. And he's like, did you hear my hips? <laughs> and, um... They just—he just does a bunch of dumb things. He's the thing so I well, the thing I found really odd and sort of uncomfortable was they showed a video of them watching a video of Cassie reading her journal to Colton. Yeah, it was very meta. Was weird too. It was very meta. So they're on the couch watching a video of her reading her journal to Colton. I think this is what made me cry and laugh. Well, because Colton was crying and he was so happy. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I love you so much. It was weird. I was though. like, oh my God, Colton's so happy. I'm so happy well, for him. But I was like, why are they watching Cassie on TV though? Why can't she just tell him right. these things? In the video. And I get that it's hard to vocalize your feelings sometimes. I get that. It's really difficult to be able to t- talk about those things for some people. Still. In the video, but if you're in love with them, then why don't you just tell them you're yeah, in love with them? Yeah, it's stupid. In the video, she says she has to videotape it because she can't talk to him in real life, even though she's a speech pathologist major. Maybe that's why she studies speech pathology, is because she has so much trouble talking. It's ridiculous. She, But in the video, and this made me just cringe and laugh at the same time, she says, I think I found someone I don't want to be selfish for. So she's self-aware. No, I mean, okay, she's self-aware, but... Is he, oh, so he's the, what? She wanted to be selfish toward her family and toward her friends? He's the first person she'd wanted to I be think unselfish she means romantic. for? Oh my gosh. It was, it made, it, it lowered her in my estimation even more. I'm sorry. I think she's just a complete idiot. She's just an idiot. Sorry. I think she was being self-aware. I think she's an idiot. You just hate her. <laughs> and she tells him on the video not to doubt she's in love with him. So that's nice, I guess. Yeah. Um, they go back, and they're like, let's take a look back on your journey, and so, who, what are their names? The band? Oh, Air Supply. Oh, well, before <laughs> Air Supply comes uh, out, they, Chris asks them if they're going to engage, blah, 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 but oh, ultimately, right. it's like, what happens is Colton gives Cassie the final rose. Yeah. Give her the final rose. Cassie, and she's like, oh, I finally got my final rose. Cassie Ann Randolph, will you accept this rose? Yeah. And she's yeah. And um, he also, they also talk about the virginity thing a little bit, too. Yeah. And he says, um, uh, what does he say? Oh, he's like, oh, yeah, like, um, we have decided that, like, I was very, very open about talking about my virginity when I was on my own, but now that there's another person involved, I don't think it's appropriate to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. And Chris says, I'll take that as a yes. (coughs) So will everyone else. Yeah. And Chris gives them seven-night vacation in Thailand. Which, you know, is the usual thing that happens. Yeah. And then, then for some reason unknown to anyone, but maybe God, they bring out air supply to perform. And I don't know who Air Supply is. Really? Yeah. Mom, Make do I look do I look like I'm someone that would know who Make Air Supply love. is? I, don't I mean, I I know the song now because I watched the episode. But it was so Make funny because 
<laughs> my first thought when they brought the when they brought them out was, oh my god, like these people look like they need air supply. <laughs> They're so old. <laughs> like, why are they performing on the Bachelor? This isn't their like demographic at all. Like, I don't understand. Truthfully, I fast forwarded through the whole thing. Yeah, which was dumb of you because it was hilarious. Well, I had to get to it work. was. I watched it the morning. The funniest thing probably maybe this whole this whole episode it was so good they're like playing and really getting into the music and in the background it shows like footage of um cassie and colton like their love story falling in love while they dance together while this is happening in the background and it's all this footage of um colton and cassie and at some point it shows footage of like a couple of birds or something, like some sort of animals together on the screen. I'm like, how is that connecting back to Colton and Cassie? And then it goes back to more videos of Colton and Cassie. And I'm like, wait, what? And then as they're they're dancing, but they're kind of like looking at all the different screens too, and they don't really want to dance because they don't know the song. Like, I don't know why they picked Air Supply. Like, these are two people that well, it was have a no huge idea. song thirty years ago. To tell you the truth. Neither of them are even 30 years old. I know, I know. I understand that. And so, but then also, every single time, like, the chorus began, they'd shoot off confetti cannons. Every single time. And they were, like, rose petal, like, rose petal confetti. (laughs) And so every single time the chorus happened. So it, it went off, like... Confetti cannons went off like seventeen times because they just kept playing this stupid song, and it was well. That's so why funny. I was able to get to work in time because I fast forwarded through like seven minutes where the it was so idiocy. And then the song finally ends, and Cassie and Colton look so happy and in love, and he has like this huge rose petal on his head, and Cassie looks at it and she doesn't even pick it off, and she goes back to la da da di da, and then Chris Harrison comes back and is like, "Oh, that was so nice. You know what?" Uh, we're going to go into break now, but uh, you know what? Air Supply, why don't you guys uh, carry us into the commercial break? Uh, and then they play for another, like, uh, another whole minute, it felt like. Like, they literally, and then they brought the confetti yeah, cannons I remember, back out. I stopped fast-forwarding. I said, okay, we're ready. And then it started again. I'm like, fast-forward! It was so funny. It, oh, my God. It was hilarious. I... 10 out of 10. Uh, 10 out of 10. Pointless. Best part of the whole episode was the worst part of the whole episode. The best part of the episode comes up after the commercial, though, in my opinion. Because it's time to announce The Bachelor. And they also, earlier in the episode, they're like, who will The Bachelor? They keep teasing it. They're like, yeah. who will The Bachelor be? And at some point, they, like, show footage of someone walking, like, towards you in a red dress, and you see your feet and legs and stuff. And then... It pans up and she turns around so you can't see her face, but you can still see the blonde hair and the petiteness. I know it's Han. And, but yeah, but it's not. Lecter. They're not small enough to be Hannah G. And Hannah G's hair is like longer. No, because Hannah G's super tiny, whereas Hannah B is like. Oh, okay. So you thought normal they were tiny. teasing that it might be Hannah G. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of. I think they were like, because to us it was obvious that it was going to be Hannah B. Because you could tell that it looked like Hannah B, but they were trying to make us think that it wasn't Hannah B. And then Chris Harrison was like, the Bachelorette's coming out, and uh, she's probably not who you think it's going to be. Even though it's exactly what everyone knew it was going to (laughs) be. But anyways, they bring Hannah B out. Hannah Brown. And she's got this beautiful red dress. It's got one... It's like got a capey sleeve. 
one capy sleeve and one yeah. bare arm, yeah. And when she comes out to Chris, they high five. And she says, Roll Tide! Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. And, um, and he asks her how she's feeling, and she says, I feel all the emotions, but mostly grateful. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's like vengeful? Yeah, like, <laughs> do you really feel all the emotions, Lecter? Really? <laughs> all right. <coughs> I love her. But um, he asks her, did you ever dream of this in your wild, wildest dreams? And she's she, like, she hems and haws for a while. Or, uh, and, uh, she's like, uh, no. And then she's like, oh, well, um, there were one or two times. <laughs> Maybe in my wildest dreams. I don't think she says that. I think yeah, she literally she does. No, she no, says no, she totally doesn't. Because she no. goes... Oh, uh, maybe one or two times in my experience. Because I was, like, waiting for her to say in my wildest dreams. No, she, she does. Didn't. She does. Watch I watched it, it more recently. Watch it again. She says, maybe in my wildest dreams at the very end, after, like, hemming and hawing for a while. I don't think that right. happened. Listeners, email us and tell us who's right. I am. Anyway. Um, roll Tide, Roll Tide. Um, oh, my gosh. She then... Um, it's talking about... Er, I can't read my Chris. own handwriting. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Chris goes, oh, so, uh, Hannah, do you mind if I share with them the footage of when you found out that you were Bachelorette? Because it's actually oh, really, yeah, really cute. very nice. And she's like, oh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. And so they show a little FaceTime video. And Col- er, Chris is already at the mansion. <laughs> and... Um, He FaceTimes her, and he's like, hey, like, you're aware that you're one of the people we've been considering for Bachelorette, yes? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. And he's like, yeah, we're considering and stuff, and, like, is this something that you would really want? She's like, yeah, I I would really want it. Like, this is something that I think is really important, and I want it. Like, I really, really want this. She's really hemming and hawing like she does, yeah. Yeah. And... He goes, and you think that you could do this? And she says, oh, I know I could do this. I know I can. Um, And he's like, okay. And they kind of go back and forth like that for a little bit. And he's like, so do you want to do this? And she's like, uh. He's like, do you want to be, like. So you're the bachelorette? Yeah. He's like, so you're the bachelorette. And she's like, are you asking me? And he's like, no, I'm telling telling you. (laughs) And she was like, what? Just breaks down, yeah. And she's like laugh crying. Yeah. And she's so, like, so excited. But do you think, but there's a camera there filming her, so I just, I wonder. But it wasn't a quality camera. I think that. Do you think maybe it was like a body cam and there was just like a person standing there next to her, like she didn't know she was being filmed, maybe, or? No, I think she was. I think they probably had everyone, they probably like emailed all the contestants and were like, or all the people that were being, going to be chosen. And they're like, hey, listen, like, Chris Harrison's going to be FaceTiming all of you guys. Um, so do you think there's footage of, like, Kaylin breaking down and sobbing because Chris Harrison... No, I don't think they even FaceTimed Kaylin. <laughs> I don't think they even put her on the list. <laughs> but, I mean, all the all the losers, the people that weren't chosen, do you think they have footage of them somewhere, of all of them being told they can't be the... they're not going to be the Bachelorette? Maybe. But they've never done something like this before, so yeah. maybe it was just she was Hannah B was like with her roommate or something. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, it's Chris Harrison. Get this." Maybe huh. it just was a hidden camera, you know. With the... she saw the camera though, she was looking at That's it. That's true. You're right. Yeah, never mind. And it wasn't a quality camera. I think it was just someone's camera phone. Yeah. All right. 
camera phone, sorry, their iPhone with a camera. Um, I mean, oh, here's a thought. Maybe the person that was there to supervise the thing. Oh, no, she was on her own phone. Never mind. All right, who knows? <laughs> Anyways. Um, and then it goes back to them, and they're talking about how excited she is to do this and how she's really ready to fall in love, and she can't form a sentence at all. No, but she does say she's grateful that people could see her heart. Yeah. <clears throat> and she goes, he goes, like, oh, do you think you'll find your person? He's like, at the end of all this, like, in two months you could be engaged. And she goes, yeah, that's crazy. And she goes, I just, I just really need people to, like, uh, like, uh, see my, like, see me and my, uh, heart, and I think then they, yeah. <laughs> and that was basically, I mean, I, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but that's basically what she said. She was, like, going on about how if people could just see her heart, then yeah, which I, I, yeah. I'm assuming that then yeah means then they'd be able to fall in love with her, right. she'd be able to be she, happy. Yeah, she's very inarticulate, but... The whole season won't be live. They'll be able to edit everything, so hopefully she'll be all right. But, well. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I do like her. I think she's I do very like her nice. Too. I think and it's going to be a hell of a season. a great season. It's going to be a dumpster fire. It's going to be awesome. I think she's going to be, I think it's going to, she's going to be really good and really confident for about three weeks. And then she's going to be like, oh, God, what am I doing? Um, then we get she's to, already, oh God, what am I doing yeah, already? Yeah. Well, then they get to the part where they bring out the new, the men, you know, for the past, this is the third year, I believe, that they brought out a sample of the men that she's going to be meeting out of the limos for her I season. think Rachel was the first person they Yeah, so this will be the third year, right? Yeah. Okay. So, but she acts like she does, she's never, she doesn't know what's going on. And, side note, Peter and Blake, both second place people were... Oh, was Peter one of the ones for Rachel? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Interesting. Well, so um, so Chris Harrison says, this is going to happen. He says, you could fall in love tonight, Hannah. And she says, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> and then he goes, that'd be just the shortest season ever. Like, we should just do that. Because <laughs> Chris Harrison's just ready for a vacation. And while they're chatting, they're making the stage look like the mansion, and they're bringing in plants and in you, the background. And when everything. you forget that the studio audience is there, and just it look really at the footage, looks like it the mansion. looks like it. really it. does, the way they do it. And so when they get that all set, you know, Chris says, okay, here you go. And Hannah says, wait, you're leaving me? <laughs> but I don't know what to do. <laughs> So funny. It was so good. <laughs> so the first guy that comes out is named Luke. He's wearing a suit jacket and like a button up white shirt tucked into his jeans. I thought he was really cute. He was really nice. And he's a southern guy. But he guy. was wearing jeans. Well, all right. Well, let's just give him a break. He was kind of short. He was the, the shortest one, but I, he didn't seem short to me. He, well, he was shorter than the other ones. Like, no, you know, he's probably still. I thought the shortest one was Nick Vial Jr. Maybe, well, he was, I don't know. He wasn't one of the really tall ones. Yeah. So he's only a few inches taller than her. And he, I thought he was really cute. He came out and said. He was cute and he was sweet. Yeah, he said he, 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 she was the only one he was interested in being the bachelorette. He's so glad she's the bachelorette. And give he, it up for Hannah. You could literally say that about any of the people that wasn't individualized to her specifically, you know? Well, he said that. He she, she, he said she, he was the 
He said she was the only one he yeah, wanted to be Yeah, but he could say that about any of them, you know? Yeah, but I really believed him. And I read I read an article about him because, okay, so the face. Oh, my gosh. Already, listen, listen, Mom. listen, listen. Okay, so on the Facebook thing, the Facebook thing came on today with all the people, and I scrolled through and looked at them all really briefly, and I said, "All okay, their average faces, all their on. average faces," and I said, "Which one got the most likes?" He got the most likes. That first guy, that Luke guy, weirdly, because the people that are actually on Facebook liking those pictures and watch The Bachelorette. Are the people that would like a guy that wears jeans with a suit jacket. All right. Well, maybe. But he got like <laughs> two more than 2,000 likes. And that was several hundred more than anybody else. It's really weird. So I clicked on it because I thought, that's weird. And then there, his brother posted an article about him. And apparently he's like this super, super, super Christian guy from the South. And his sister-in-law nominated him because a year ago he had a bad breakup and his whole family's really rooting for him and they think god is gonna push him out there to marry hannah he's gonna be in second place really you think he's gonna be in second i think he's gonna go far all right you want to i'm calling it now let's call it now luke whatever his last initial is for second place because <laughs> the family says god's behind him <laughs> And God's going to be like, I don't want anything to do with The Bachelor. <laughs> no, no, no. God's like, Monday night, leave me alone. It's time for The Bachelor. <laughs> Can't take any calls. But bachelor also, night. We need one of the like first the first night, like after the final rose intro dudes to be second place. Because that's how it's been the past two All years. All right. Go Luke. <laughs> so. All right. Luke, listen to our podcast. Make us famous. We're, We're calling it right now. First ones, you're going to be second place. Sorry when the heartbreak happens. Like, that's going to really suck. But I'm right. I'm, yeah, I'm right. But then there's always um, Paradise or The Bachelor. All right. Yeah. So, so who is this? I'm calling it right now. Who is the second guy? The second guy was the oh, guy just... with the nose ring. Oh, did he have a nose ring? I didn't even notice. Yeah. His name was Dustin. The guy with the champagne. Yeah. His name was Dustin. Um, and he was cute, but I couldn't get past that nose ring. I didn't even see it, but I wasn't, I guess I was writing my nose too much. So he brought out champagne, um, and he wanted to make a toast. And Hannah says, are you good at toast? <laughs> he says, nope. And then he starts his toast. And he's like, blah, 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 I didn't mean to say that. And he's oh, like, what? You, he said, cheers to the start of a wonderful beginning. <laughs> Oh my god, he's as bad as Hannah! And then he goes, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I wonder if he didn't do it on purpose. Like, have a bad toast on purpose just to make her feel better. Yeah, but he also says, and here's to choosing each other every day. Yes, he was very... Which is very... He is very much, like, aiming it towards her, you know? like Not quite as much as the rapping guy, but yeah, he had her in mind when he made his idea for the yeah and he was really um, cute it was very sweet so cam the next cam cameron i guess is his whole name from austin texas he he gets they drop a beat for him to come out it's like it's like the rose the rose ceremony type of music but it's like remixed (laughs) so he's from austin texas so that means he's an aggie yeah, you I, I get you. Okay. I don't watch sports, but I get the link. You lingo. get the idea. Okay. All right. <laughs> so he raps and he includes the phrases the hot mess express, Hannah Beast, 
And this is the only time an Aggie's going to say roll tide. And then he blows a handful of flowers out. Yeah, he was delightful. I loved him. He was pretty funny. It was pretty cringe. He'll make top six, at least. Oh, yeah. He'll be memorable. Hopefully, but also... I thought he was great. There was the banjo guy last year who wrote oh, her yeah. a banjo song, and mm-hmm. he ended up being the most forgettable one the whole This season. guy will be around, I think. I mean, he's from Austin, so he's kind of from the South. He's kind of from her whole college thing. Who did he remind me of physically? He reminded me of somebody. Oh. Was he the one? Maybe he was the one who reminded me of Evan Bass. One of them reminded me of Evan Bass, but I can't remember. He did. I mean, maybe just because he was dweeby. It might have been another person, but somebody did. Anyway, I thought he was cute. I liked him. Um, then the next one is Connor. 12 years old. Yeah, his name's Connor. I said he looks like he's five. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so young. He's like the tallest 12-year-old to ever be tall. on The Bachelor. And he maybe makes... he'll end up with Demi. Let's just Oh, <laughs> that would be cute. They both look like they both shop at the children's yeah. section. <laughs> really tall, tall children. So he had a like a bedazzled step stool that he brought out for her to stand on because he wanted them to be able to see eye to eye. Yeah. Which also I think if she had it they probably gave him that step stool and was like, Hey, like, she's this many inches shorter than you, like this will bring her up to your eye level. But forgetting to account for the fact for that she'd heels. be in heels. Yeah, her heels. So she, she was, ended up being taller. She was a little I taller. think if they accounted for her heels, they would have gotten him a step stool that was about two inches shorter. Yeah. yeah. But he was cute. I mean, his his little gimmick was fun. <laughs> but he's so young. They're yeah. really transitioning into these young people. Of yeah. All of these people are young. I don't, I don't think there's anyone. I think the, this is another season where the oldest person's like 31. Um, well, but on the Facebook page, quite a few of them were between 27 and 31. I would say at least, yeah, they're still too young. I think, and I think this is one of the reasons, not that this is like a major thing, but um, I think with, in all the past seasons, all the guys that have been like super hot have been guys that are like 28 and above. Yeah. Like age-wise. Mm-hmm. Like all the other ones are just way too young. They're sort of dorky and gangly and finding their, you know, finding their groove, you know. Yeah, so I think for this type of reality show environment, I don't want it to get younger. You can't. You, it shouldn't get younger. But also, like the reason why none of these guys are hot is because, like in reality TV, like culture, I guess, is like. The hottest male age range is, like, 28 to, like, 36 or whatever. Mm. (laughs) Like, that's what's attractive for reality TV. Anything younger and older is just not. Yeah, I just, I want it to be, I want to believe that these people are in a place in life where they really are looking for love. I really want to buy into that narrative. Um, And it's just hard to buy into that narrative when they're 24 years old. Yeah. Twenty-four-year-old hot, skinny guy, you know, with pimples. It's hard. <laughs> um, I mean, you can want love and still have pimples. Of course, of course. It's just, you know, from my point of view, I just worry about it getting too young, is all. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then the last, the last guy, guy. Oh, yeah, he walks out and he looks like Nick he looks Vial. just like a baby Nick Vial. Baby Nick Vial, yeah. Like this Le- is way less hot. What, yeah, this way is less pro- hot. Way less hot because of the age thing that I was just the, talking exactly. about. Exactly. Oh. That's a perfect example. Exactly. <laughs> like Nick Vial now, as gross as he is, 
super hot. Well, I wouldn't say he's gross. He's just complicated. He's tricky. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a lot of baggage. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. That's exactly, I mean, I That's bet, exactly what he would have looked like when he was that exactly. age. Exactly. Except not the big, the, the ears probably would have been a little less small. But other than that, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, that's a perfect illustration. Thank Bravo. you. So, and I don't think Nick Vial joined the show until he was like 34 Close, Yeah, or like at least his early 30s. Yeah. Because yeah, like, he's like almost 40 now. Yeah. So. <gasps> Horrors! Oh, wow, Grandpa. He's such a fascinating guy. Yeah, but but I wanted him to be evicted immediately. I wanted her to, I wanted her to say, "You're out, go." Because I, of his disgusting comment. Yeah, he said. He said, "What did he say?" He, he said, was like, "I understand you're from the south. You're from I, Alabama. I don't really go down south too often, but I'll go down anytime for you." And it's like, it's like it's, really awkward. And yeah. she was like, oh, okay. She's like, oh, okay. She gives him a hug because she doesn't want to be rude. But sort of like a less enthusiastic hug than the other gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. And then Chris Harrison comes out and she was like, what did you think of that, Papa Bear? Papa Chris? Whatever she said. Yeah. And he said, I didn't love that. That was not great. <laughs> Chris Harrison said, I did not love that. So, I hope she sends his ass home right away. Because we don't need another Nick Vial. We already have a perfect good one. But Nick, our Nick Vial's not going to be on The Bachelor ever again. He's over it. He's making his money by half. Oh, he's got it. He's still thick in The Bachelor Nation. Oh, yeah, he is. But he's not going to. When was the last time you saw him actually be on an episode of the show? He's making money off of it without actually having to interact right, with anyone right. that's in it. But I always get the feeling whenever he's doing almost anything that he feels just gross about still making his living off the show. It's, I think so, too. Yeah. It's a really fascinating dynamic. He's a smart guy. I really like him. So then Hannah goes. Marry him or anything. Hannah goes, oh, that was great. I could give I could give out a rose right now. And Chris goes, well, it turns out we don't really have any rules anymore, so. Uh, why not? Why not? Yeah, I mean, the subtext was, because of Colton's season, I guess we don't have to follow rules anymore. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't say that explicitly, but that was kind of like the innuendo there. Yeah. I think we can pick up on that. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyways, so, so it goes to break, and they set up for her first rose ceremony, and they bring out one rose. And Chris Harrison says, you know, we need lights and music. Yeah, but first he's like, you got this, Anna? Like, you, you think you could do this? She's like, yeah, I think I got the gist. <laughs> and and um, he goes, okay, sounds good. Uh, you got this. No questions. Let's do it. And then uh, he, they set up the me- mood music and they dim the lights. And she stands up there and she's kind of silent for a little bit. She and picks up the rose and she looks a little terrified she's like i don't know what i'm doing i don't know what i'm doing and she uh says all right gentlemen um this is the most difficult choice i've had to make all season (laughs) which is funny (laughs) and then she then she goes i'm so grateful for all of you but only one of you can get this rose to everyone else I look forward to seeing you back at the mansion, and then try harder. <laughs> See you back at the mansion. Try harder. 
That was mom's that, favorite part. That was my quote of the night. That cracked me up. And, and I hope she's that way all season. I do too. And um, she... Because she is at once owning her authority as the bachelorette and being hilarious at the same time. Yeah. And she gives her first rose to Cam. She goes, Cam! And he goes up and she's like, oh, um... I actually don't know how to put this thing on. on. He's like, well, let's just put it in my pocket. She's all, no. No, I think I got this. I think this is how they do it. And they're magnets. Right. So she really, I think she put it through, like, the underneath jacket and then over the lapel. Right. When you're really just supposed to do it under the lapel. and She figured it out pretty quick. But she was so funny. He's like, put it in my pocket. She's like, no. Yeah. No, I'm gonna do this right, damn it. She didn't say that, but that was the tone of the no. <laughs> and she gives him the rose well, and he says, Yes, yeah. I will accept this rose. And she's like, Oh no, I forgot to ask you <laughs> And she's like, It's okay but then she takes the rose off <laughs> and she says, Cam, will, will you, you accept, accept this rose? <laughs> and he's all absolutely and she then she puts the thing back on. <laughs> how she took it off and then she says will you accept this rose and he goes yes and then she finally puts it back on and uh yeah and that's the end of the episode that's the end of the episode and they all gather around on stage and she's talking to all her dudes and it was really interesting if you notice cam stepped out of the way so she uh so the other guys could have the opportunity to hug her and talk to her i saw that okay yeah which i thought was very very classy classy and like Go Cam! Go you Cam! You um, Aggie you! But then Chris goes like over to Hannah and he's like listen we're still rolling you need to wave to all these fans that are in the audience. <laughs> and she's like oh oh we're still rolling? Oh roll tide! And I'm waving! I'm waving! Or something like yeah. that. She's like I'm waving I'm hugging! And then she goes around and she hugs a bunch of people and she's like I was just talking and I didn't notice I'm sorry! <laughs> and um yeah, and then the episode's done, so that's about it. We'll be uh we'll be back back in May. Back in May, yeah. And fun news, I'm taking an audio production class, so so maybe our maybe it'll get spiced up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Bachelorette season's going to be primo. It's going to be a lot uh better than this, even though this was a good season. Yeah. Podcast will be better next season. The quality of the quality audio. of the audio and any effects, maybe. Who knows? If you have but suggestions. The quality of, of what... the mother and daughter will just get better and better, too. Yeah, we're, all, we're already great, though. <laughs> but. Roll Tide! Roll Tide! Um, yeah, so if you guys want to keep in touch with us or keep tabs with us, maybe we'll keep posting memes on our Instagram. Yeah. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at uh, Rosette's Podcast. And you can email us with, we want to hear from you guys. So anything that you guys want to hear next season or any type of segments you might want. Yeah. Or any kind of, if you want us to like write a theme song or if you want us to like, Make fun of the people's voices, because I think it'll be pretty easy to do that this season. Just let us know, and we will try our best. Um, and we you want can, your feedback. You can um, email us at rosettespodcast at gmail.com. And please subscribe to this podcast so you can always stay up to date on our podcast and, and know when we post. Because we do post kind of sporadically. It's not very consistent, unfortunately, just because we are very busy. Yeah, we'll get there.
Also, please rate and review our podcast because that's the only way that other people are able to uh, find us that don't already listen to us. Share us with people. Let us know what we can do to be better and um, let other people know what podcasts they can listen to to make their bachelor experience better. And we've had such a fun time with this first season with you guys, and we're so stoked for next season Yay, and what the future holds. It's been awesome. So from your favorite mother-daughter duo for the bachelor terms, besides you and your own mom, obviously, <laughs> we um, say goodbye for yeah, now. Yeah, happy eight weeks or so until we meet again. Bye. We love, love you. you.